At U.S. Bank, when we say we're in it with you, we mean it. Not just for the good stuff, the grand openings and celebrations, although those are pretty great, but for all the hard work it took to get there. The fine-tuning of goals, the managing of cash and workflows, and decision-making. We're in to help you through all of it. Because together, we're proving day in and day out that there is nothing as powerful as the power of us. Visit usbank.com to get started today. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Copyright 2024. U.S. Bank. Good Tuesday morning. We have new details on yet another mass shooting. This one in New Mexico. The search now for answers underway. It's Tuesday, May 16th. This is Today. Deadly rampage. Three people killed, six others hurt by a teenage gunman roaming the streets and opening fire at random. Have eyes on the suspect. He's walking south. He's wearing all black. This morning, survivors sharing their harrowing stories. I knew then that it was gunshots and I just grabbed my daughter. We just barricaded in between the washer and the dryer. And how police finally ended the violence. Disturbing attack. A man wielding a baseball bat injures two staffers at the Virginia office of a Democratic congressman. One of the victims, an intern on her very first day of work. So imagine your first day in the office as it comes in with a baseball bat and beats you. The latest on their conditions and the suspect's troubling history. Breaking overnight. Russia launching intense airstrikes all across Kyiv, one of the biggest attacks on Ukraine's capital in months. We're live on the front lines. Final report, the FBI criticized for its handling of the 2016 Trump-Russia investigation. Just ahead, the long-awaited results of the special counsel's four-year probe, why he says the agency should never have launched it in the first place, former President Trump's reaction, and what it means for the 2024 race. Those stories plus shark surprise. Ah! Tiger shark! Tiger shark ran me. The heart-stopping moment that a huge shark attacked an unsuspecting kayaker. It's miraculous that I didn't get knocked over. What he's saying about that frightening encounter. And ready, set, travel. The summer vacation season almost here, expected to be one of the busiest ever. We've got all the tips and tricks you need for fun in the sun. Today, Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to today. We are so happy that you're joining us. And it is a very busy Tuesday morning. Morning, everybody. Good to have you along. We're going to start this morning with a pair of stunning attacks, two different places in the country. The first in New Mexico, another community reeling from yet another mass shooting. Yeah, three people were killed, several others hurt, including two police officers. It happened in the city of Farmington. The suspect, a heavily armed 18-year-old who was shot and killed by police. The other incident happened in Virginia where two staffers at the office of a Democratic U.S. congressman were beaten by a man with a metal baseball bat. That attack coming amid a rise in threats against members of Congress. We have complete coverage on both stories. We're going to start with that shooting rampage in New Mexico and NBC's Aaron McLaughlin. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Hoda, good morning. Police who responded to that shooting described the scene as chaotic, saying the gunman, who was armed with multiple weapons, was firing randomly at homes and cars. 
Shooting off about 50 shots, possibly still going on. Gunfire erupting Monday morning in Farmington, New Mexico, about 200 miles northwest of Santa Fe. I have eyes on the suspect. He's walking south. He's wearing all black. He's got automatic weapon. Where police say the suspect roamed through an area of up to a quarter of a mile, firing at least three different weapons, including an AR-15. At this point, it appears to be purely random. At least six houses and three cars were shot in the course of the event as a suspect randomly fired at whatever entered his head to shoot at. Three people were killed and six others injured, including two police officers now in stable condition. The 18-year-old suspect seen here before he was shot and killed by police. The governor and mayor praising law enforcement, saying it took just five minutes to stop the shooter, adding that quick response likely saved countless lives. Jolene Robledo was home with her baby daughter when she heard the shots. And it went from pop, pop, pop to pop, 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 pop. And I freaked out because I knew then that it was gunshots and I just grabbed my daughter. We just barricaded in between the washer and the dryer. Her one-year-old's bedroom window and wall pierced by bullets. Five Democratic lawmakers from New Mexico issuing a joint statement saying in part, Today is a painful reminder that we must do more. We are committed to fighting for sensible gun safety measures that will keep New Mexicans safe. There have been 225 mass shootings in 2023 alone, according to the Gun Violence Archive, which includes any shooting with at least four victims. This morning, another community in the U.S. left reeling. It's heartbreaking for the victims, absolutely heartbreaking for the victims who are just going about their everyday life. Uh, It is heartbreaking. Um, Erin, tell us about the victims. What do we know? Well, Hoda, it appears the three killed were all women over the age of 70. That according to former state representative James Strickler, who spoke to the Albuquerque Journal. He added that one of them he knew very well and leaves behind five children. Authorities have not publicly released or commented on the identities of the victims. Hoda. All right, Erin McLaughlin for us there. Erin, thank you. And now to that violent assault at the Fairfax, Virginia office of Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly. Two members of his staff attacked by a man armed with a metal baseball bat. NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles joins us with the latest on their condition and what we've learned this morning about the suspect. Ryan, good morning. Savannah, good morning. And the good news is that both of those staffers have been released from the hospital and their boss, Congressman Jerry Connolly, tells us that they will recover from those physical injuries. But what he is worried about is the trauma that they experienced in this office here behind me. Someone has been struck with a bat. This morning, police are trying to determine why a man entered Democratic Congressman Jerry Connolly's Virginia office and attacked two of his staffers with a metal baseball bat. (laughs) The same man, police believe, is seen in this new surveillance footage, chasing another woman nearby just minutes earlier. Authorities say the suspect then showed up at Connolly's office, looking for the lawmaker. And when he learned the congressman wasn't there, he went off, hitting two of Connolly's staffers. One of the staffers who was injured, she's an intern, and today was her first day. The staffers treated and released at a local hospital. You could absolutely um, tell that the people inside were scared. They were hiding. 
Federal investigators searching the home of 49-year-old suspect, Juan Ka Tron Pham, who has a history of run-ins with police. In 2022, court documents show he was charged with assaulting and attempting to disarm an officer during what prosecutors described as a mental health crisis. The charges were later dropped when Pham complied with treatment. Pham also filed a $29 million handwritten lawsuit against the CIA last year, claiming he'd been wrongfully imprisoned and alleging he'd been, quote, brutally tortured from the fourth dimension. This latest assault comes as attacks against members of Congress and their families have skyrocketed. Just last month, Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger telling lawmakers the number of threats had increased 400 percent over the last six years. I worry about the normalization of violence in our politics. I've got a strong and resilient staff. They're committed to their mission and they're not going to be deterred by this kind of tragic incident. And the next step for Congressman Connolly is a full security assessment of his office here in his district. He said he's going to work with Capitol Police, but he's concerned not only for the safety of his staff, but for the general public that enter into this office every single day. Savannah. All right, Ryan Nobles, thank you. We have breaking news now overnight on the war in Ukraine. Russia launching an intense new wave of attacks on Kiev and other regions just hours after Ukraine's president wrapped up his mission to secure more military aid from its European allies. NBC's Molly Hunter is in Kiev for us. Hey, Molly, good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. That's right. This was the biggest attack on the capital in weeks. We are in the heart of the capital city right now. And we heard those intercepted explosions, a series of very fast thuds and explosions around 3 a.m. local time. Well, this morning, the Ukrainian Air Force says the air, their air defense systems, which include the Patriot defense systems provided by the U.S., intercepted and brought down every single Russian missile. Overnight, a massive wave of Russian attacks aimed at Ukraine's capital, the biggest in weeks. Ukraine's Air Force says Russia targeted Kyiv with at least 18 missiles from the north, south and east. And Ukraine's air defense systems shooting down even the most advanced Russian weapons, including six hypersonic Kinzhal missiles launched from aircraft, nine cruise missiles launched from the Black Sea, three land-based missiles and nine drones, all destroyed, according to the Air Force. The defense minister calling it another unbelievable success for the Ukrainian air forces, adding thank you to our Air Force service members and our partner states who invested in securing the skies over Ukraine and all of Europe. The overnight attack comes on the heels of fresh military investment from Western allies. President Zelensky speaking on his way home after his successful European tour. But Zelensky's priority remains fighter jets and increased support from the U.S. Down south, just off the front line, Ukraine is training troops as fast as they can. We expect the counteroffensive to start and we are ready, this soldier says. Ready, another soldier adds, to finally end this war. These last four days in the bitterly contested town of Bakhmut, controlled largely by the Russian Wagner Group, have seen the first major battlefield gains for Ukraine in months. Momentum, the Ukrainians hope, 
that will drive their coming offensive. Now, the focus today remains very much on Bakhmut, and the Ukrainians say they are turning the tide. Now, earlier today, a very disturbing, unverified video has emerged where the Wagner Group claims an American has died in Bakhmut. NBC News has not verified this. We have reached out to U.S. officials for more information. Hoda? All right, Molly Hunter Force there in Kiev. Molly, thank you. Critical debt ceiling talks are resuming at the White House today with just weeks to go before a possible catastrophic default. The president is once again meeting with congressional leaders. The two sides still appear far apart on any deal. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig joins us now. Garrett, good morning. Do you expect to see any progress from today's meeting? Hey, Savannah, good morning. And progress seems to be the goal, with the president set to leave for Japan and Australia tomorrow. Now, Speaker McCarthy told reporters yesterday that he sees the two sides as still very far apart in negotiations. Now, President Biden's been much more optimistic in his public comments, but a source familiar with the White House viewpoint says their main hope is to reach an agreement today on the broad areas where compromise might be possible. So both sides say that list could include things like making permitting easier for energy and infrastructure projects, taking back some unspent COVID money and setting caps on future spending. But the bottom line, don't expect a deal to come out of today's meeting. One thing pretty much everyone agrees on on Capitol Hill is that the U.S. cannot be permitted to default. That hasn't brought them any closer to coming to an agreement here. Lay it out for us. What would it look like if the U.S. were to default? Yeah, look, this is different than a government shutdown. It's something we've never seen before. Now, economists and experts across the political spectrum say that it would be disastrous for the economy with the government just not able to pay its bills. So things like Social Security checks, tax refunds, veterans benefits could all be delayed. Interest rates would spike. Retirement counts could get pummeled if the markets take a big hit, which is also expected. Yesterday, Treasury said again that the date this could all happen without raising the debt ceiling is June 1st. Savannah. All right, Garrett, thank you very much. 713, a lot more to get to. Craig joins the table. Hey, Craig, good morning. Hey, Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. We now have the long-awaited results of a Trump-era special counsel investigation exploring the FBI's probe of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential campaign and potential ties to the Trump campaign. NBC News Justice correspondent Ken Delanian has the details on that. Ken, good morning. What do we know, sir? Good morning, Craig. John Durham's report is filled with blistering criticism of the FBI for its decision to open that investigation of the Trump campaign. But critics say Durham's investigation ultimately fell flat, even though it lasted more than a year longer than the actual Russia investigation by special counsel Robert Mueller. Durham brought just two criminal cases that ended in acquittals, and his report called for no major changes. This morning, the investigation that followed a political firestorm around the 2016 election A horrible, horrible, disgusting witch hunt Finally wrapping up ahead of the next one Republicans saying it exposed serious wrongdoing by the FBI The FBI has an awful lot of work to do While Democrats calling it a rehash that didn't live up to its billing The investigation of the investigators by Durham revealed uh, little to nothing Mr. Trump on his Truth Social website saying the American public was scammed. But the report, though highly critical of the FBI, did not back up Mr. Trump's claims that he was framed by a corrupt deep state conspiracy. I think it's a political crime of the century. 
In fact, special counsel John Durham did not find corruption or even actions motivated by politics. Durham was tapped by Trump's attorney general, Bill Barr, to look into whether FBI officials abused their powers when they opened an investigation in 2016 codenamed Crossfire Hurricane. Looking into allegations, the Trump campaign had colluded with the Russian government. That eventually led to the appointment of special counsel Robert Mueller, who in the end did not find a conspiracy between Trump and the Kremlin. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Although Mueller did find a Trump campaign eager to accept help from Russians. Durham's report criticized what he called seriously deficient mistakes by the FBI, adding the Bureau was much more cautious and skeptical about allegations against the Clinton campaign. All potential fodder for Trump as he mounts another campaign for president. The FBI says it long ago overhauled how it handles national security investigations in response to that earlier Inspector General's report. And the Attorney General now has to personally approve probes into national political campaigns. All right. Ken Delaney in force there. Ken, thank you. Let us get our first check of the weather. Bill Karens is here filling in. Good to be back with you. Uh, Delivering you a fantastic day today. But unfortunately, we always have some problem areas. And today we're focusing on the Ohio Valley. We had a break from our severe weather yesterday, but it's going to return today. So far, it's just umbrella weather. St. Louis into areas of southern Indiana around Evansville. As we go through the afternoon, though, that's when these storms will fire up. They're going to start in areas of Tennessee and Kentucky, and then they're going to push into areas of North Carolina and Virginia. So we do have what we call an enhanced risk of severe weather today. So if you're in this area from London, Kentucky, all the way to Boone, the Asheville, this is where we could have some damaging wind gusts. Of course, we're in the hilly terrain here too, so we worry about flash flooding in these areas isolated tornadoes. It's more wind damage threat, maybe one or two tornadoes during the day today. Again, it only takes one to have a a lot of destruction, so hopefully we'll avoid that. But the flash flood risk will be with us from southern Indiana all the way through Kentucky into the mountainous areas later on tonight, isolated as much as three inches of rain. So hopefully we'll get through this event a lot better than we did this past weekend. And that's your Tuesday morning forecast. All right. Thank you, Bill. Coming up, we showed you this dramatic video yesterday, that massive shark ramming the kayak of a very startled fisherman in Hawaii. Well, this morning he is telling that fish tale. Uh, plus, Memorial Day weekend's almost here. We're going to help you navigate your busy summer travel. We have everything you need to know so you can book your vacations. We'll save you some money and give you some less stress. But first, this is today on NBC. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom. Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back 7 30 tuesday morning 16th of may 2023 guys memorial day weekend unofficial yeah. start of summer just 10 days away Look at that, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, God's country. God's country. As my friend Craig Melvin would say. That's the Grand Strand there, baby. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. folks out on the beach at 7.30 in the morning. Impressive. Oh, there are deals to be had. Vicki Wynn's going to be along, and she's going to help us sort out our travel plans. But we're going to start this half hour with a frighteningly close encounter with a shark. Yeah, we first showed you this, this chilling video yesterday. A fisherman in a kayak coming face-to-face ah. face right there with that massive tiger shark. As you might imagine, he told our Gotti Schwartz that he is very grateful to be alive. Gotti, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, so you know in that video, you can see the island behind him. It turns out that that island uh, was about a mile away. So he was a mile out from shore. Scott, uh, Scott Haram uh, Gucci says he was out trying to find something big, like maybe a yellowfin tuna. He never imagined he'd see something even bigger trying to take a chunk out of his boat all while his camera was rolling. Scott Haraguchi was fishing in a kayak off the coast of Oahu when he got the surprise of a lifetime. Ah! Tiger shark! Tiger shark ran me! I hear this whooshing sound that sounds like a boat turned off its motor and is heading towards me. I thought it was a turtle. But it was definitely not a turtle. Watch again in slow motion as a tiger shark Haraguchi thinks was about 10 feet long and a few hundred pounds rams his small boat with tremendous force. If it wanted to, it could have punctured my kayak and uh, sunk it or, or continued to harass me and knock me in the water. It wasn't until watching the GoPro video at home that Haraguchi realized just how fortunate he was to escape the predator unharmed. I realized it was a shark. Um, but I didn't realize how close its face and teeth had come to me. I think I luckily hit it in the eye or near the eye, so it, um, it swam off and didn't want any more kicks in the face from me. There have been at least four recorded shark attacks in Hawaii so far this year. The highest number of shark bites in the world typically happen in Florida. 13-year-old Ella Reed unfortunately made that list last week. The soon-to-be 8th grader telling Hoda and Savannah about her encounter with a bull shark off the Florida coast near her home. I was just doing everything I could to get it off me. Reed, who ultimately needed 19 stitches, suffered bites on her torso, arm, finger, and knee, but managed to fight the shark off. I didn't even mean to hit it in the nose. I was just trying to hit it, like, anywhere. Back in Hawaii, Haraguchi says he's grateful to be alive. I've never had a shark attack me or approach me that way. It's miraculous that I didn't get knocked over. A narrow escape, giving this fisherman a whale of a tail to share. Whale of a tail, indeed. God, did, did the kayaker there say anything about what he thought could have prompted that, that shark to attack? 
Yeah, Craig, he says he saw a seal in that same area just a little before that attack happened. So he thinks maybe the shark might have injured the seal, was coming back around, confused the kayak with the seal. Now, now, Craig, here's the kicker. As uh, for whether he is done with the ocean after this, he says no. He was out on the water a little later that day. Uh, you just got to hope he realizes He's going to need a bigger boat, right? <laughs> well played, Daddy Schwartz. Well played. Or a smaller shark. There you go. Yeah. Or a smaller shark. That's always yeah. the most like mind-boggling part of these shark stories that we do. And girl yesterday said the same thing. I'm getting right back out well, there. They, it seems getting like right that's what they yeah. like all say. Fall off the horse and right back on it. Yeah. 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 Right. We say. You'll never, Just stay home. There you go. Yeah. You'll never see me in a shark attack story. <laughs> no. still, still ahead. An eye-opening look at the future of artificial intelligence with the head of Microsoft, where the technology is headed and the growing concerns it has on the next generation. But first, Vicki Wynn is along to help us make the most of our Memorial Day getaways and summer vacations. Good morning, Vic. Hi, good morning, guys. Planes, trains, and automobiles. People are ready to get out this Memorial Day. No matter how you travel, I'm going to tell you what to expect and some ways to save money. That's all coming up next right here on Today. Uh, we are back. It is 7.38, and we're excited about this because we've got your guide to summer getaways. Yes, mm. we do. The season's unofficial kickoff arrives in just 10 days, Memorial Day weekend, and AAA says the roads and the skies are going to be busier than ever. More than 42 million people expected to travel. That's a huge jump over last year. So what do we need to know? Vicki Wynn is here with all of the answers. Okay, people may be traveling a bunch of different yeah. ways, car, plane, you know, bus, however. Yeah. However you're getting somewhere. What's the best way to travel? Well, let's start with the biggest way, which is what everyone's going to do. 37.1 million of us want to get away on the roads. We want to get behind the wheel and take our trip. And that is up 6% from last year. The great news here is that gas prices are down nearly a dollar from this time last year. The average right now, right around 353. If you are flying, expect another 3.4 million people to join you. We could see (laughs) the busiest season in the sky since 2005. So pack your patience. And if you're heading out by bus or train, Mm -hmm. another 1.9 million people. It's up 21% from last year. So whatever way you travel, expect Mm -hmm. a lot of company. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's break it down. If you're going on a road trip, how best to get a good deal and really make your dollar last? Well, when it comes to gas prices, you want to use an app or a website like Gas Buddy, Gas Guru, Waze, and Google will tell you where the cheapest gas is. Just keep in mind that in exchange for those discounts, Mm -hmm. you probably are giving up some of your personal data. Pay with cash if you can. Usually that'll be 10 to 15 cents off per gallon versus a credit card. And if you're loyal to any kind of gas station, sign up for the app, look for those incentives and try to stick to that gas station. Those discounts will really add up as you well. Men- you mentioned flying and it could be the busiest that we've seen since 2005. If you haven't booked that ticket just yet, but you still want to take a trip, what's the best way? So we talked to a couple of travel experts, Chris Elliott and Mark Elwood, and they say, look, if you're going to some of the hot destinations, meaning Las Vegas, Orlando, New York City, you will pay a premium. But if you have some flexibility, book the earliest flight, consider midweek. Let's say you can save your Memorial Day Monday and maybe travel the first week of June. That's kind of the cheapest time between Memorial Day and July 4th. If you're looking at the package deals, those are always great because the hotel and airline are together. You'll get a discount. Just know that it can be difficult to unwind that package if anything changes and you have to cancel. Okay. Um, there are some new options on ride shares. Yeah. That's important because I think a lot of people, I don't know whether you consider that. 
but yeah. yeah. There are some new features on Uber and Lyft that make it a little easier for you to avoid surge pricing. You can actually plan ahead and book your ride beforehand. Yeah. If you know you're going to leave on Friday morning and it's going to be a really busy time. Uber's also launched a new feature that helps you find the Uber. When you get off in that airport and you're trying to like uh, figure out step by step, yeah. where do I get we this ride so share? Right, That's helpful. You? And you can book it a little earlier so you're not waiting as long once you get to the curb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good idea. And then finally, scammers are always out. What's your yeah. warning for us this morning? Okay. So the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, says it's really important to make sure that you do your research when it comes to the travel company, the place that you're staying. Do a little review. Look at the name of the company that you're considering using and the word scam or review just Mm. to see what comes up about them on the internet. Mm. Always look at the fine print when it comes to the cancellation and refund policy. And never pay if they're asking you to do a wire transfer or to use Mm -mm. crypto or a gift card for your trip. Yeah, that is always (laughs) a red flag. And if the price is too good to be true, this is happening a lot with those home shares. You're seeing an amazing photo of a gorgeous Mm -hmm. place and the rate is just too low to be real. That's definitely a red flag. Yeah. All right. Great tips, good. Vic. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Bill Karens. Get another check of the weather. Hey, Bill. Vicky just took it. I'm going to talk about red flags, too, but it's a completely different mm-hmm. subject. So uh, we have what we call red flag warnings in southern New England. If you're like me and you have grass and new plants, you've been out there watering nonstop the last two weeks. It hasn't rained. We all love the beautiful days, but when you get too many in a row, we can have issues if we get any brush fires for, uh, in areas of southern New England today. And it's going to be warm. Chicago, Minneapolis, New York City, 82 degrees. But in New England, don't get used to it. It's one of those times where you're going to go from the AC and probably turn the heat on as we go throughout, you know, especially Wednesday night to Thursday morning because cold air is coming in. This is tomorrow, only in the 50s in some places for highs. And then as we get to Thursday morning, there's a reason why they tell people in New England, do not put any plants out until after Memorial Day. Many areas will be down here in the 30s. Look at Bampton, 29 frigid degrees. So, yeah. That'll be a frost and freeze in a few certain locations. And that was a look at your Tuesday forecast. (laughs) Bill, thank you so much. Coming up, the legendary Rita Moreno at 91 Mm. years old. I had to read that twice. She's 91. She's not slowing down. She's literally speeding up. She's going to talk about her starring role in the new Fast and Furious movie. But if you love bears, don't miss Popstar. We got the debut trailer for the new season of the hit show, The Bear. Plus, why Paddington and his adorable skit for the Queen's Jubilee is back in the headlines. It's a lot of bears. Plus, we're going to sit down with Kim Kardashian. By the way, she's our new neighbor. She's just down the street right here. She's going to show off her fun summer project and a lot more coming up. It's so good. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where one travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com/music or call 855-437-2154. Planet, it, book it, live it. One Travel.